Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hour of Power podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, and I'm joined by, as always, Caleb. How are you going, Caleb? Yeah, good, Cam. The Hour of Power podcast, home of 60-minute studies, expert exams. It's a new week, which means it's time for a new topic. We had a lot of fun last week looking into social media algorithms, but it's time, Cam. It's time. For something different. It and is. And it's your turn to bring us a topic this week, Cam, so I'm really curious what's going to happen. Yeah, so the last couple of weeks, we went with economy, and we went with social media, and now we're going to take a total different approach. We're going to totally flip this around. I'm really excited about this week's topic. I'm going to, I'm so excited. In fact, I'm going to give myself a drum roll. Here we go. Drum roll. The drum subject roll. Here we go. is the monarchies. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. As in like kings and queens and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So what, when I first say the word, the monarchy, uh, what comes to mind for you? Queen Elizabeth, the Queen English Elizabeth. family. I yeah. love The Crown on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I've, I've only watched a teeny bit of it. I want to watch some more. So maybe after this, I'll look into it some more. But this, today we're going to look into the monarchies. Now, the reason I say the monarchies is something that when I was like kind of thinking about this subject is, you know, there's more than just one. There's more than just England that still has a crown, a monarchy. And so we're going to look into a bit of that through our core questions today. So Caleb. We've got four as always. We're going to take two each and we're going to see how much we can learn about this in the 60 minutes. Today, I'm going to look up where did monarchies begin? I'm going to take the big historical approach. I'm going to look back throughout history to the dinosaurs, I don't know, wherever they began. Somehow, uh, and, uh, I think that will go beyond Google. So I think it's going to be a challenge I for may, you. I may have to go to a library. We'll see. 60 minutes, <laughs> they could be done. 60 minutes to get to the local library. <laughs> uh, okay, second question. Which countries have a monarchy today? Okay, so we'll bring it Ooh. a little bit more to today. Um, and so Denmark, I'm tipping Denmark. I reckon Denmark have one. I'm not sure, but I think they do. Denmark, okay. England, that's my uh, my bet. England still has one. Can't take <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Um, okay, those are your core questions. Give me my core questions. Your core questions, Kel. What I want you to look up is what power does a monarchy have? Okay. Um, okay. A little bit like from the small bit of the crown I've watched. I'm interested. What power does a monarchy actually have? What power does Queen Great. Elizabeth have and the other monarchs? And then your, ex- your second question is what is the future for monarchies? So what does it look like into the future? Are they have like some finished before are they gonna finish in the future i don't know robot monarchs robot monarch that's my that's that's my guess that would be interesting (laughs) okay that's terrifying (laughs) i think that's what you're looking for that's terrifying that is is very terrifying that is very terrifying i'm just imagining an old robot but uh caleb there's your questions Let's get into maybe n- mon- not all monarchs are old. Sorry, that's just my impression. But uh, yes. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out in this study. Let's get into the study. Let's see what we can find out now. Help 60 minutes. Try and become an expert on this subject. I'm definitely going to try. We'll see you on the other side. Okay, first question, uh, I'm looking up where did monarchies begin? I'm going straight to Google to look up when was the first monarchy. I'm hoping that um, there is something on Google because, uh, I don't know, this just seems like something that would only be found in history books. But I mean, Google kind of is a history book these days. So let's see, let's see what I can find out. This power question is really interesting. Uh, I know in the past, like, Mary Antoinette it comes to mind when I, when I visited Paris. Uh, there were like monarchs that loved to cut heads off people. I don't think that's within the power of a monarch today, but I'm curious to see 
whether I'm right about that. In the 60 minute study, I tried not to waste any time. Anyway, today I made a coffee, but I wasn't gonna waste the time making a coffee uh, while not researching. So I was looking up some stuff and I found an article that is all about why monarchies are still relevant today. And I think that's really important to know. We are back. 60 minutes has gone by. We've become a little bit more of an expert. Well, at least I feel like I'm a little bit more of an expert about the monarchies. How about you, Caleb? How do you feel? Let's see how this next few moments of word vomit <laughs> goes and ask me again at the end. Do you feel a little overwhelmed? Uh, it was really good. It was really interesting. Uh, I, like I said, I, I watched the, the crown. Same way. So yeah. yeah, but I felt like there was lots of faff that I had to wade through, but I'll okay. elaborate what I mean on that more. I'm curious about your questions, and I Good. like the idea of starting with your first question, where did monarchies begin? Okay, before we go that, I've got a fun fact. Okay. I've got a fun fact <laughs> before we go into where did monarchies begin. Okay, here's, here's a fun fact. So um, this, <laughs> this is quite crazy. In uh, Actually, okay, uh, before 1818, um, there was a French soldier called 1818. Yep. Jean, okay. Jean Bernadotte, maybe. Uh, and he was, he was once nice to a Swedish soldier. So this French soldier was nice to the Swedish soldier who then told their friends about him back home. Bernadotte was so, uh, became so popular in Sweden that they actually elected him King in 1818 when their own what? royal family was about to die out. So they also liked the idea of a ruler with military experience. The Bernadette uh, family still rules in Sweden today. So that's pretty what? funny. Some guy, some nice French soldier became king because he was nice. So there you go, How people. nice was he? That's the end Did of the podcast. Him- be nice. <laughs> That I'm trying to think how nice someone would have to be to me for me to come back to Australia and be like, hey, we should make them king of Australia. <laughs> well, apparently it have to be pretty nice. Maybe this- they were fighting each other. I don't know, but yeah. So that's a, that was a little fun fact for you. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, okay, to Good my first you, question. Where did monarchies begin? Well, let's just say they've been around for a long time. Let's The, the, the number I got was 3000 BC. So a long time kind of suffices for that. Um, Were there T-Rexes when that happened? Let's just imagine. So for the <laughs> there's a T-Rex monarch. <laughs> there was a T-Rex queen <laughs> and she just ruled everything. Um, yep, not going to argue. So they've kind of been around for a while. Uh, well, a long time. Uh, the first kind of earliest monarchies that we kind of know of uh, were ones in Summer, Sumer, maybe in Egypt. I'm really bad with okay. my names. Um, so they they both began around 3000 BC. So they're kind of the earliest ones that we got on record. But basically, what we got is they've been around for a long time. Um, and what we can kind of see by that, is that is, when you said Egypt, does, is that Pharaoh? Is that like, or is that different? Different maybe. thing. Maybe I don't know what uh, I would have to look up what what year Pharaoh was around. But Pharaoh, well. Yes, Pharaoh is, I think it's the technical name for the monarch in Egypt, maybe, or used to in, be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, okay. basically. But it was, yeah. Basically, they've been around for a long, uh, a long time. Um, and uh, one common misconception is that in medieval and ancient times, that men were the only ones uh, who were allowed to rule. But 
Actually, there was a lot of women who ruled as well. Although the numbers aren't even, there was actually a lot of women throughout history who ruled uh, Egypt, France, um, the I- Irene, which is part of the Byzantine, Byzantine <laughs> Empire. Nice uh, work. Yep. Spain. Um, we got some African, like some uh, places in Africa and then China as well. We had an empress a few empresses of China. So a lot of females have ruled throughout history as well. And basically all we need to understand about where, why they started um, is, well, not why they started, but like where they came from and why they've kind of come from that point and why they're still around. Uh, World history proves that the civilization of any country is built by a monarch. Like it kind of, every single place has kind of started with a monarch Um, and it's, uh, and that has taken place and then transformed over time into a lot of different things. But things like the Great Wall of China, the pyramids of Egypt, monarchies were responsible for those things coming about. Um, and so there's no, basically what the research I found was that there is no civilization living today, which did not originate in the work, uh, originate from nothing other than a monarch. That's that fascinating. Sense? I'm I'm yeah. curious about whether like so you talked about like those ones three thousand BC. Was it like what happened beforehand? Oh, uh, in this instance, uh, one just kind. Let's go with nice because that seems to be a thing. <laughs> so one nice gentleman just started <laughs> saying he was king, and everyone just accepted that. Or or were they voted yeah. in, or did they do some epic like? Like, well, I, guess. I don't know, like what, what's that guy called in ancient Greek history? Completed the tasks. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, did they do know. something yes. awesome or well, were they just bought that? Well, I guess over time, what, what we naturally see, even in a friendship group or, you know, now these days or anything throughout time, there's always- Are you about to say I'm the king? I'm the king of the podcast. <laughs> exactly right. You're the king of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's always like a, a time where- um, people kind of lead up to a leader, someone who is in charge or someone who makes decisions. Cause people, some people uh, necessarily aren't the best decision makers or can't see big pictures or anything like that. Now we're just going into leadership in general. Uh, but, <laughs> but there's also, then there's those people who can. And so, Throughout time, those decisions have been made to those people. And I think over time, basically, uh, as civilizations got bigger, the responsibilities for those people making calls got bigger. And so, you know, they were put into this position. They're like, what should we call you? Well, an emperor or a king or a prince. There was the king, so many different you are names. Nice. Yeah. No, um, okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that explanation. So it wasn't necessarily, yeah, because I'm just curious. Like, I don't think it was one day someone the said- around. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think yeah, one day like, someone woke up and was like, "I am now the king. <laughs> you will now exactly. pay me majority of your tax, and I'm just going to live a high life making decisions for you." Yeah, that's right. That's what I was curious about. And I guess like if you go right back to like like tribes and yeah. people like had people who were in the tribes, like you said, they grew into country, whatever. Yeah, that that's kind of a logical explanation. I'm well, gonna, like, I'm definitely going to run that question by. Our expert though, like, is they, there an on record, a, yep. like a guy in history in like 3000 BC who just threw his hand in the air and was like, I am the king of the world. Is well, that the beginning? Anyways, I don't know why I had a French accent, but I, did, I went there. The thing I love is there's so many different names as well. And so you could have been like, I am the sovereign prince or I am the grand duke or um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so What's many, the coolest king. one? What would you go with? If you were going to be a monarch, oh, what would your title um, be? Okay. Uh, I've got the list here. 
there's some good names. I'll run you through some names. Emperor, King, uh, Viceroy. That's that's uh, and, that's pretty and, cool. Um, the realm that they rule over is called a vice royalty. Um, okay. oh. So oh, they're, they're the male ones. Let me run you through both. Emperor, Empress, King and Queen, Viceroy and Vicereen, um, Archduke and Archduchess, uh, the Grand Duke, the Grand Duchess, Duke, Duchess, Prince, Princess, this one looks like marquees. <laughs> one. Okay. So um, in, in uh, basically in summation, we'll be coming out with a rap song later in the week where we rap all, all of these. Yeah. I think so the one anyway, back to the question, which one would you go with, Cam? Um, which is the coolest one? Just purely for the fun of it, I'd go with Viceroy. Don't know anything Okay, I'm about. calling you Viceroy for the rest of the podcast. Okay. So the second question you tackled, Viceroy, uh, which <laughs> countries have a monarchy today? We started in 3000 BC, bring it back yeah. to 2020. Uh, okay. which countries are still using a monarch today? Well, we'll go into a little bit more of this in depth. Uh, I'm sure in one of your questions about what, uh, what power do monarchies have, but, um, basically, cause there's like all these different types of monarchies. Um, and so through that, there's a lot of different countries that, um, have a monarchy in a different way. For example, uh, there's, uh, countries that have a Commonwealth, uh, a part of a commonwealth, like for example, us in Australia. Um, so we technically would have a monarchy. However, the power for that is quite small or at least very different. And we'll go into that when, when you answer your question. And I have some power. fun facts on that. I'm looking forward oh. to telling you about that. I learned Excellent. something. Okay. So yeah, so there's different so, types. So Astra- yep. inside, the, inside the commonwealth realm, uh, realms, there's heaps, uh, well, 16, I'm pretty sure it's the number, um, but there's, you know, the likes of Australia, the Bahamas, uh, Barbados, Belize, Canada, Grenada, Jamaica, New Zealand. And these are all part of, the, of like Papua the Queen New of Guinea. England monarchy. Yep. Like, yep. yeah, okay, all cool. Part of the what about Queen outside of, of, what about like outside of okay. Queen Elizabeth or Lilibet as us crown fans call her? Yeah, I I haven't seen enough to obviously know what that is. Good intro. <laughs> but uh, there, okay, so let's go into some others. There's a lot of names here that I'm really bad with, so sorry to everyone. I'm looking forward to this. Especially uh, anyone who's more of an expert on this. Uh, but we're looking at, you know, countries like Belgium, Denmark. You tipped Denmark. They've they've got a, they're the kingdom of Denmark. Uh, we got Luxembourg. We got Netherlands. We got Norway. We got Spain. We got Sweden. Um which all have different kind of amounts of monarchy mixed in there. Okay. Then we've got Monaco is another one in a different type. We've got, there's basically a lot. Um, uh, Did you come across any that were like significant? Did any of them stick out to you? Like as like, whoa, that's really interesting. Well, when I first looked, I was like, what? Uh, What? Sweden? Spain? Yeah. So I guess I didn't think of them like that. Um, and so we'll go into the power stuff with you, but I guess I was like, oh, I didn't even know that there was like a king or an emperor or a prince or anything like that who even sat in that position. Um, right, and that's what I was going to say. I think that's the perfect segue into this power question because like when I was listening to you reading that, I knew this was the case based on my reading, but I didn't obviously have a list like you did because I wasn't mm. looking for one. But as you read that out, I've even been to a number of those countries that you just read out and had no idea yeah. that they were he's, like- he's- Here's the one that kind of surprised me the most. Japan. Okay. Japan surprised right. me the most. I didn't even think of it, but there's um, the, the emperor of Japan is actually the, 
the the emperor or empress, like that household, is the longest monarchy that we've got in history, like the longest sustained um, monarchy in power. So they've continued to have a monarch for the most amount of time, which just surprised me. And so there's a monarch that just, um, there was an emperor that just got named last year um, after his dad got passed away and he is now the emperor of Japan. Um, so yeah, well, they, they hold like a different amount of power and stuff, but yeah. So, you know, the power question kind of goes to you here, Caleb. Um, the one thing... Yeah. So, so yeah, basically that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's you know? great. And I think uh, you probably are familiar with these two terms. I'll share them with you and then we can dive into each of them respectively. And I've got some fun facts for you as well, but there's two kinds of monarchies or monarchs that kind of encapsulate everything we need to know. There's, there's some gray in between as always, but these are the two kinds to be aware of. So the first is a constitutional monarchy. The yep. second is an absolute monarchy. So a question for you, Cam, which one do you think has in parentheses more power, the constitutional monarchy or the absolute monarchy? Well, from, from my research, the absolute monarchy, because the absolute monarchy means that the monarch is absolutely in control, <laughs> right? Exactly. And, and it kind of sounds like that, right? It, you're, exact, you're spot on. And the name even kind of sounds like it, although yep. constitutional monarchy does like, wow, does the monarch control the entire constitution? Like, That's yeah. true. But That's true. You're, you're right. Let's tackle the absolute monarchy thing. You're, you're spot on. Basically, it means they are the total no ifs or buts about it, power in the country. They control everything. And this this doesn't exist much today, as no. you can imagine. One article that I read cited Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Oman, and Brunei, if I pronounce that last one correct, uh, as still having absolute monarchies. So I'm curious to ask more about how those countries operate uh, yep. when we have our expert later in the week because there I didn't one, get time to look into them. Yeah. There is one that uh, is still an absolute monarch. His name is Hans Adam and he is the okay. reigning prince of uh, Lechenstein. Um, I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> Lechenstein? Lechenstein? Okay. However you say it. Um, and uh, they, the reason I bring him up is they the country actually voted to give him more power even though he was an ab- like he's like the – absolute monarch so that's a little bit of fun fact as well. <laughs> well that's the thing like and that's that's funny you say that because it's actually interesting to look at some of these absolute monarchs often as you can imagine and as you probably know from lots of movies and whatever often it ends in a brawl often it ends in someone getting beheaded someone getting kicked out of the country some family getting hung something like that when there's an absolute monarchy throughout history because they uh, the people decide no you don't represent our interests you're out uh but sometimes there seems to be absolute monarchs that had a great time. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say this as a absolute statement. Ha ha play on words there because I don't know whether it's completely true, but one guy that came up regularly was the French King, uh, King Louis the 14th, uh, okay. total power, absolute monarch, but he ruled for 72 years, which is the longest known, uh, European sovereign. Okay. So wow. like he, he's been the apps, like the monarch for the longest amount of time. And during his time, France went from, you know, a country to the country, like they yeah. were the boss in Europe yeah. under his rule. Uh, apparently art and creative thought and things like that just thrived during his time. So it was interesting to consider because obviously absolute monarch straight away, we're like, Oh no, that's terrible. That would never be a good way to live. But maybe some of them were actually quite good. That's true. That's true. You said 73 years there. Uh, 72. 72. Well, just so that people can get a little bit of 
perspective, the queen has been yep. in the monarch for 66 years. So oh, there you go. So she's close, but still six years away from being, she's, I guess, the she's longest. She's on the way. And I think uh, she yeah. has been the longest in Britain, which is yes. well, in, in the United Kingdom and Northern yep. Ireland or whatever. Yeah. So uh, 66, 72, quite, that's quite a good time of, of, she, amount of time yeah. to reign for. Yeah. So if the queen, I guess the queen will take that if she yep. continues to have good health. Um. Anyway, so, it, it, so there's one absolute. other probably interesting. That's absolute. Uh, one thing that's interesting is they often talked about getting their power from God. That's how they would often yep. talk about themselves throughout history. <laughs> uh, of course, the reason they say things like that, maybe they truly believed it, but perhaps more importantly, it kind of indicates to people that, no, you don't have a say on whether I'm king or not. God made me king. Therefore, you have no say or queen. Yeah. Okay. And basically, Uh, uh, sorry, I was going to say a fun fact here. Um, Yep. Because... Because of that, uh, the same thing happened for the queen. Because of that, uh, in England, they thought that the uh, the swan was an animal that was only meant for royalty, or that only uh, someone chosen by God could eat. And so, even to this day, they have a keeper of the swans, and so they have swans that uh, that the queen could eat if she wanted. Um, I don't know if she's eating the buffalo swan wings or whatever, but opportunity <laughs> Are they good with blue is cheese there. sauce. Yeah, great question. I mean, I actually came across an interesting swan fact as well. Which which I'll get to when we get to the next kind of monarchy. Uh, the one other thing I was going to say about absolute monarchs is the Enlightenment, uh, which is a period of time around philosophical thought, thought in general, arts, whatever. Uh, it led to the birth of things like capitalism and democracy, which was the, like seen as one of the key moments during like in the decline of the amount of monarchs in the world. So that was interesting, worth noting as well. So today, where are we? You mentioned a lot of yep. different countries that still have a monarch. Most of them are known as the constitutional monarchy. Uh, what did you learn? First of all, Cam, in your, you didn't go looking for it, but what did you come across? Um, I basically learned that there's still different levels of constitutional constitutional monarchs like that you know different different each country kind of decides how much they want their monarch to be um in control uh or have power and so you know some of them are purely ceremonial uh, but some also still have a little bit of power like they could overthrow um someone or kick someone out of government if they didn't agree with them but like basically that's what i found out about constitutional but i feel like you yeah, found out more is- so so what do you find out yeah, so I found out more, but that's you've outlined probably the key piece of information there is it all varies, which is yep. which is interesting. So you could delve into any one of those countries and find a different set of ways that the monarch uh, operates. Uh, obviously, the most popular monarch in the world, the Queen of England. Yep. Uh, some interesting things about her. So while they're largely representative, by the letter of the law, there's actually some really cool things that technically the Queen could still do. Like which each one. She... She like like each one. So some of the funny <laughs> ones, uh, she still has the right to claim ownership of any swan swimming in open waters that's unmarked. <laughs> oh, that's that, great. The queen can do that. Uh, the queen also has dominion over all the whales, sturgeons, and dolphins in the waters around England and Wales. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and talk, talking about ID, right? How annoying is it when you go somewhere and you don't take your ID and you're like, oh, dang, I can't get in. Yep. The queen doesn't need a passport or a driver's license. Yeah, okay. I feel like- So she can drive without a driver's license and she can travel between countries without a passport. So yeah, there you go. I don't know that's when she's traveling without her private jet that's basically taking her up to a gate 
and that's basically already understanding that it's the queen arriving. But I mean, right, if right. she wanted to that's just a, go across and, the and ditch think, to France or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, when at what point would the queen get asked for a passport anyway? <laughs> but if someone was to be cheeky and ask, she would probably turn around and say, well, actually, I don't need, I don't need to have one. I don't need to have one. Anyways, uh, some more important but interesting powers, Cam, that the Queen okay. of England has. And, and some of these will be across other countries as well. The first of three that I want to share with you. The first is called Royal Assent, which basically means that any legislation requires that the Queen of England stamp it with her royal seal before it becomes law. Now, no queen or king in Britain has refused to stamp legislation since 1708. That's wow. it's been that long. But technically, they still could. Yep. which I thought was really interesting. So the queen could turn around and say, uh, no, I don't like that law. I'm not doing that. But interesting. And and I think part of maybe perhaps what was going on there during Brexit that was so interesting was the queen's role in that. How much of a say did she have? What? Because the idea here is that the queen is kind of like a neutral perspective, mm. if you like, where the government obviously has its sides and they're all arguing to get to a, a goal that ultimately is supposed to represent what the people want. The queen's supposed to be some kind of unbiased, just standing by uh, kind of perspective yeah. on this. So that's where she has to tread the line. But nonetheless, she technically, by the letter of the law, still could decide not to pass a law. That's that's very true, uh, and I, I'll lead to some stuff probably a little later on where I say why that's going to be so important that she remains, and most monarchs are still in place. But I, I want to continue hearing about what the future of monarchies and also the power of monarchies is. So the queen, what else? What yeah. else does she have power over? Yeah, two two others that I thought were really interesting. Again, they might go across more than just the Queen of England. We're not. I'm not trying to just say that I just researched England, but certainly their most information available is on the British monarch, as you can imagine. But mm. uh, the this one was interesting and hit close to home for us here in Australia. This is what I was mentioned earlier. I was excited to tell you about. So uh, the queen can technically sack the prime minister. Mm. Did you know that? I did know technically. that. Technically. And she could so, technically sack our prime minister. Well, this is what I was going to tell you about. At so least I thought. basically a lot of commentators say they would never do that. That no. would be the end of the monarchy because everyone would be like, you can't do that. We voted them in. You can't just fire them. Uh, yep. But this is interesting. In Australia in 1975, the governor general i.e. the representative of the Queen here in Australia, did fire a Prime Minister. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I knew that he could if because uh, he's a representative. Like, I knew that he could, but I didn't know he had. Yeah, well, it was he, he then. I think I think we have a female Governor General now out of out of interest. I might look that up. But, yeah, so the, the Governor General at the time, uh, there was basically a series of political events which I read over, which I don't have a fully depth understand of I'm sure a lot of our listeners might um, Malcolm Fraser uh, Gough Whitlam Gough Whitlam was in uh, there was basically a whole host of things that happened um, he was like political reform like for days like apparently introduced and apparently had more bills refused in parliament in like his three years than what were actually refused in the last seven years. Like this guy was just bringing in new bills left, right and center. Uh, a whole bunch of things kind of went wrong that led to the opposition basically saying, nah, you're no good. You've, we've got to get you out. Um, and so they refused to 
passed the bills that basically allowed the government to govern, okay. which are called supply bills. Now, I'm not going to go into that in great depth because we're not talking about government, parliament today. We're just talking about the monarchy. Now, the governor general stepped in and actually fired the prime minister as a result okay. of everything that was going on. So that was a, a really interesting example of these kind of monarch powers, if you like. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, the governor general wrote to the queen to inform her about his decision. The queen then notified him that it was not her business to state because she's in England. It's not, it's not her business. That's, okay. that's your business. Your job is to take care of Australia. So that's what the queen herself did, but it was her powers, I guess, that determined that yeah. he could do that. So I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it's a really big deal oh. and I'd like to learn more about it. Yeah. How about uh, that? And the last one, crown immunity. Have you heard of that? No. What is this? This sounds kind of like something from a, like a TV show, but basically yeah, it, it means that the monarch remains personally. Yeah. It sounds like it's of survivor. The monarch remains <laughs> personally immune from criminal and civil actions. So basically you can't take them to court. So and the queen could murder if you do someone. Take them to, well, technically that seems to be the case. Oh, uh, there's different types of crown immunity. Uh, it doesn't exist everywhere. Yeah. And there's lots of, it's actually a really hard topic to like get a black and white answer on perhaps okay. because of things like you just said, but basically uh, yeah. <laughs> crown immunity means as a monarch, I'm above the law. Um, yeah, okay. So interesting stuff right there. So those so are three kind of- the, the monarch, the queen, she sits right up there next to the NRL players who are also above the law apparently. Oh, careful. Um, so, <laughs> so apparently they're above the law and the queen is maybe up to their level uh, with immunity as well. Um, not, not saying too You're going to get yourself into trouble here. I'm not going to comment on NRL players' behavior on this podcast. Uh, so there <laughs> is the powers that a monarchy has. Do you feel like you've learned a bit there, Cam? You obviously learned a bit in your own yep. research, but I think, no, I I think like we've I got a pretty good understanding yep. there. So what, it'll be interesting. What is the it'll be, it, yeah, so it, I mean the future of the monarchy – is somewhat uncertain in a lot okay. of ways. There's lots of speculation about it because it's a fun question. Um, but it, it kind of comes back to how important is the monarch? So if the monarch is mostly ceremonial, mostly just symbolic, representational about national pride, things like that, uh, why like, why would we get rid of them? Well, yep. some people argue that it's expensive to have a monarch, uh, if it's just symbolic, it's a waste of money. Um, mm -hmm. But others argue that it's actually vitally important for national pride and confidence and things like that. But perhaps most interesting, and you kind of alluded to this before, so I'm curious to see whether you read something about this as well. Some people say that having a monarch is actually the best form or a constitutional monarchy is probably the best form of government or power, if you like, to govern a country because having that monarch as the non-biased kind of just stand by our kind of supervising almost a government or a mm. ruling parliament in action is actually the best way for a country to function. Mm. Uh, that, that was an opinion I read as well. So some people who have that opinion, of course, would say, well, we need to keep them forever as they are. Um, but then others are like, it's a waste of money. Let's let's get rid of it. We don't need it. What Did you find anything about the future of monarchies? Yeah, something I read um, was uh, to many contemporary readers, uh, monarchies seem to be purposeless relics, old things that just kind of have been a tradition that we keep going that eventually just give way to a, a republic. Like that's eventually just what has to happen to them. Um, at least that's what 
the contemporary readers or people these days often uh, think should happen. Uh, but the truth is that the monarchies have an, an extremely valuable role even in today's society. And basically the article I read gave several uh, advantages in having a monarchy in the 21st century. The first one being that um, monarchs can rise above politics um, in a way that people who are elected can't. So often we see, and we can see some of this at the moment uh, with, you know, when an election is coming up, people who are in, uh, who are in that role of like a president or a prime minister, they, they want to be elected again um, for the most part. And so they're trying to do things that, keep them getting elected, keep them getting a vote. Whereas the the, the monarch, the, the queen, she doesn't have to worry about that. She's above that. And so she can govern in a way that purely is about the people or um, influence things that is purely about the people. And so it's almost this thing that is way above um, – what the the leaders often do, which uh, you know they sometimes do it for the money or the media, or you know they do it because they they really believe in their political party, you know, good things, but they are often influenced by those things, and it can sometimes take them off track from purely um, leading in a way that is fully about the people, whereas the monarch can. Yeah, which is a great uh, concept, I suppose, having mm. something in place that means you have someone who is a part of the governing of your country who is totally and completely um, about the people's interests and unbiased, which in sentiment, wonderful idea. The Republicans yep. or people who stand by the Republic as a concept would say that this sovereign, that that kind of role of of that that rests with people the the, mm. the people of a country are that they should take that role uh, but obviously that brings its its own whole yeah, other host exactly of, com right. of uh, complications. So uh, one thing that I actually thought, and this is more opinion based on a wide range of reading than anything I actually read in any one place, but in my mind, the behavior of the monarchs in some ways will determine their own futures because 100%. if you ever had a a monarch who like even in a place like England uh, and and like if, if they decided to misbehave, I'm pretty sure the people would just end it right there and then and that would decide it. Whereas if the queen of England, who we currently have, if, if the behavior that she's kind of exemplified that seems to please the majority, uh, if monarchs continue to do that kind of thing, well, I can't see them going anywhere anytime soon. Mm, exactly right. So I th I think also partly like what we can see with um even some of the royalty uh, royal family at the moment you know um part of the the freedom to choose whether a part of it can also you know determine the future because if people um if those in the royal family or who could be a monarch um decide that they don't want to be a part of it that also kind of determines whether there will be a future for it so I guess it's part of the people who are um have that privilege and that power, um, deciding that they enjoy it or that they think it's something worthwhile as well, continuing to do that. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, right. So you talk you about feel, Harry and Megan as yeah. an example, Yeah, that, yeah, that exactly. that's an example of that kind of thing. They decided they didn't want to be a part of the Royal family anymore. So if that kind of thing happens more then maybe they won't have monarchs because well, monarchs don't want to be monarchs. I guess they, they still want to be part of the family, just not in uh, in, in the way that they were as a Dutch and a Duchess. So I, I guess yeah. uh, I've, I haven't looked too much into that subject, but I guess that's a good example of some people being like, actually, um, this is a lot of pressure and uh, there's not much that we want to do in this area, so we want to change. And so I guess that's part of um, what determines the future of monarchs as well. But there we go. 
How you feel? Do you feel much more like an expert? I feel like I learned so much more about that. I guess I've sat there in the same position as like we we're talking about before. Sometimes going, why do we have a um, monarchy? Like, why is there even things as monarchies anymore? But I like the idea of someone that is above the politics and also can bring things together. Um, I yeah. really like that idea. Yeah, and interesting to look at some of those powers that they still actually do have. I didn't. Mm. I certainly didn't know that the Queen could or could not decide whether someone could or could not be the Prime Minister or a law would or would not pass. But anyways, uh, very interesting all round. I'm looking forward to asking some of those questions that we couldn't quite settle um, yeah. ourselves. But like you said, feeling much more educated. 60-minute study delivers again, Cam. I think you and I have come away at least a lot closer to experts. We'll find out how much we are of an expert uh, on Friday. I would totally agree. Now, Caleb, something that we have to uh, celebrate is this is our 10th episode. Our 10th Happy episode. We made, it, we made it to double digits. Uh giving ourselves a little round of applause there for making it to double digits. Um, but yeah, we made it to double digits. So we hope that people are still enjoying the, the difference of the topics. And if you are, we always appreciate hearing from you guys about topics that you'd like to hear from or even what you think of the previous episodes. So let us know on social media. Let us know in the review section on iTunes podcasts or wherever you listen. We always appreciate you guys getting involved. And on Friday, we'll be back with an expert to fact check us to make sure that we got this all correct to help us understand even more about the monarchy. But for now, thank you for listening to the Hour of Power podcast and we'll see you on Friday. Thank you.